Hey, what's happening, everyone? This is the One Question Podcast, where every week we're going to dive into some of life's most difficult questions, ask, answer, try to figure out some truth uh, based on some spiritual knowledge. And I'm here with my co-host, Lindsay. Hey, guys. How's it going? And Pastor Carrie. Hey, guys. Glad to be back with you. Oh, I love it. We're so happy everyone's here, and we can't wait to dive in. Yeah, yeah. And, and part of the reason... Have this podcast is because we really want to help you take a next step. That's the bottom line. It's fun to ask questions and talk theology and dream and think and wonder. But at the you know bottom line is we want this to mean something for your life personally. So whether you're curious about God or you've been walking with God for a long time in your life, you know we hope these questions mean something to you um, and that you can grow closer to Him through these. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. And. As always, uh, we expect this one question to lead into many more, so let's see where we go from here. But today's one question is, what does it mean to be made in the image of God? Mm. Mm. That's a good one. That is a good one. Thank I feel you. like it's one of those things where it's like, image of God is such a like Christian term. Yeah. That like, sometimes we're sure. like, oh, uh, you know, we just assume everyone knows, and it's like, mm-hmm. uh, actually, I don't even... I haven't ever really spent time sure. wondering what that means. Yeah, well, and depending on who you are, where you're coming from, you may be coming, uh, joining us today because you are spiritually curious. You don't have a relationship with God, and you may be thinking we came from some phytoplankton or something <laughs> like that, right? Uh, so as Christians, we believe that we are created in God's image. Uh, and that's the, the what the Bible tells us. And we believe what the Bible says because of a guy named Jesus who resurrected from the dead. And we as Christians <laughs> tend to go with the guy who comes back from the dead. Every Andy time. called that shot. So yeah. <laughs> um, we believe that we are made in God's image. Uh, that's what the beginning of the Genesis account and scripture tells us uh, that we're fearfully and wonderfully made. We see that uh, as as David talks about that in the Psalms. And so what does it mean to be made in the image of God? It means that we are his likeness, that that he literally has taken a part of himself and created us. And that's different than anything else that was created. He's created the heavens and the earth and stars and all this other stuff. But we recognize there is some sense of personhood to who our God is. And we see that even more so reflected in Jesus becoming a man, taking on actual flesh and that reflection in him. So do you mean that we look like God, like physically? Does God have two eyes, one nose, one mouth? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I would say yes, based on my interpretation of scripture. Now, do I know how that plays out? Do I know exactly what that means and Color looks like? Hair, his right, beard. just you know. a, bi- a big one, though. a big, <laughs> a big person. Right. <laughs> it, I don't know if uh, you guys ever read the book or saw the movie The Shack, uh, and there's this all these different representations of who God is and the Holy Spirit and Jesus and yeah. you know is it Morgan Freeman right is it Morgan <laughs> Freeman uh, from Bruce Almighty right <laughs> I, I I don't know that. But what I do understand from Scripture uh, and what we understand from Scripture is that there is something unique to the nature of who we are as humans that's separate from animal kingdom, plant kingdom, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, I, I can have a unique relationship 
with God. Uh, Jesus didn't come. Jesus came in human form. He didn't come in golden retriever form, mm. right? Um, that would have been kind of cool. That would have been kind of cool. We should do an episode cool. on that. What yeah. if Jesus was a golden retriever? What if Jesus was a golden <laughs> retriever? Right. Um, so so yeah, we understand that. Yeah, there's something about us that is a reflection of our creator we are not created separate and different from him we are created in his image which means there is a likeness uh, there is a personhood to our god father son and spirit that's great yeah so so if we're made in his image Mm -hmm. where do we draw the line how am i different than god yeah (laughs) am i equal with him on like 99 percent? and that's that one percent you're slightly Yes, yeah, I, I would say I would say the biggest thing, and this is such a difficult concept to grasp and understand, is God's holiness. There is a holiness and otherness, a uh, complete perfection that we learn through our scriptures about who God is, uh, and it is completely other and separate. And so uh, that part of God is extremely unique. I am not that. Uh, you are probably not that. What? Checking in on the podcast, right? Uh, life is ho- over as I know it. <laughs> yeah, ho- hopefully you've picked up on that already. If not, we'll do another podcast about that for you. <laughs> about living into your reality. <laughs> yeah, let's live in reality, right? Um, trust me, plenty of people in my life will tell you that that is not reality. Starting with your wife. About me, right, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah, so, so the biggest defining separation that I would say is God's holiness. Um, and, and I am not holy, right? I, I am uh, created. God also has no beginning, no end. I have a very real beginning and a very real end, at least on earth, mm-hmm. right? And, and there's a created order uh, in which I was created by God. Uh, now I have the I will have an eternity, right? We understand that we have an eternal soul. So ideally, I'm going to spend that eternity with Him, connected to Him. Don't we, in a way, as Jesus followers, sort of strive for holiness, though, in our lives, or is that something? Is that am I using the wrong terminology there? I guess <laughs> is my question. Like. I think I'm being, I I think of the process of sanctification, mm. um, and and I mean scriptures just say Carrie may know the specific reference of be holy because I am holy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. You know I know it talks about that in the New Testament, and mm-hmm. so I think that we are called to seek after holiness. Um. But I think it's in the same way that we're called to seek after joy and peace and love. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think that process of sanctification, God is able to be all of those things without Absolutely. effort. And I think we in our effort alongside the Holy Spirit are able to bring those fruits of the Holy Spirit to life. Um, so yeah, I think it is something we strive after, but not in our complete own efforts. Yeah. And, and to add to that, I would say we, my striving uh, is to be surrendered to the Holy Spirit because yeah. in and of my own flesh, I sin. I'm going to keep sinning. That's going to, that's going to be something that's still present for me in my life. And so I'm reliant upon Jesus, his death on the cross and his resurrection to cover my sin and to bring me into relationship with God. Uh, But I'm reliant upon the Holy Spirit to do what Lindsay was talking about, 
uh, produce that fruit. And we talked about that in one of our earlier podcasts, uh, that the Holy Spirit produces the fruit. I don't produce the fruit. I can try and love more, and I should try to love more, uh, but that's a lasting mm-hmm. sanctification, holiness, all of those kind of fancy church words. That's lasting <laughs> when I'm letting the Holy Spirit produce those things in my life. Yeah. And and so with that, I think when we find our identity in being made in the image of Jesus, that is us in our best moments. Um, but I think for our culture and for all of us sitting at the table, we can all say that we don't often find our identity in that or, or yeah. we strive to, mm-hmm. but it's, it's not this all the time easy. Oh, I'm so loved by God and I'm so valued and nothing anyone says matters. Yeah. Um, but David, specifically you, like as a, as a father and a husband, like how how do you struggle between finding your identity and value in those roles versus just being a child of God? I think that, or do you not struggle? <laughs> <laughs> struggle every day, all day. Um, specifically, love is patient, love is kind, right? Mm. And and sometimes I think that for me, I have a I have a anger I get frustrated I mean I I lose my temper um I want my kids to do exactly what I say exactly when I say it and they don't do it no (laughs) no (laughs) and then and then when I think about that in in a context of of bigger right Mm -hmm. Uh, of our faith I think about it in terms of wow I'm so glad that God's not like me Mm -hmm. you know in that way that God is patient God is kind Mm -hmm. he's so good he's so gracious Mm And I am none of those things when met with opposition or when, when met with challenges emotionally, right? And I think that for me that that's that's a huge problem and uh, also just something that I really always want to grow in, always want to get better in is, is finding that sort of patience when dealing with difficult parenting situations maybe. So. Yeah, you know what I think? Uh, is interesting when I hear you talk about that, that I think is so important. We can recognize, hey, I'm a sinner, I do sin. And there's almost uh, a sense where that can be paralyzing to us, where we say, oh. Throw my hands up. Throw my hands up if that's who I am, right? What what can be done? Uh, But I think to come back to our original question, what does it mean to be made in the image of God, means that there is hope and, and possibility and potential that love can be demonstrated through me in that way. Uh, Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, that's kind of a little bit of what you were referencing there, the definition of love. And he talks about love is patient, love is kind, it's not boastful, it's not arrogant, it's not self-serving, right? Doesn't keep record of wrong, all those all, beautiful All things. those things that we want to characterize our love. But, <laughs> but So what we're saying is we're not love. Right, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. And so we say, oh, my love's not quite there. Uh, so if that's the definition of love, you know, Paul says in Galatians 5, and 23, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, the first one he talks about is love. So if I strive to be less selfish, okay, that's a good thing. I should work towards that. If I yield to who God's created me to be through the power of the Holy Spirit, that love comes out because God is love. That's his nature, and that's his character of who he is. So when I lean into 
being made in the image of God. I'm actually leaning into something that is there, something he created within me to have the capacity to do. I yeah. simply need some help. I can't do it on my own because I've allowed sin to come in and rule. So how do you draw the line between this is how much effort I need to put in as yeah. Lindsay versus this is how much the Holy Spirit needs to show up? Yeah, I love uh, there. There's a pastor I love reading some of his books named Mark Batterson, and he talks about uh, praying like it depends on God uh, and working like it depends on me. Mm, and I good. love I love that picture because it's like, you know what? Why leave either to chance? You know, let, let's just say, God, I'm going to trust you to go after this. I, I'm going to trust that you can and will do something significant in my life. But I'm also going to work on that. I, I'm going to say, hey. I'll you, own it. I'll own it, right? I'll, I'll own those times where my temper was short. You know what? How can I change that, right? Because I think sometimes we get into those moments and it's like, oh, I'm just never going to do that again. And then we okay. do that again, right? Okay. okay, yeah, good job on that, right? But but I think there is a sense of surrendering and saying something needs to change. So so sometimes I need to develop a strategy for that. Uh, oftentimes that's getting into the Word of God, I believe, uh, because the Word of God will be instructive to me in that. And I do believe the more that we spend time in relationship with God, the more he begins to shape our hearts. And that that's just intuitive for humans and how we act uh, in, in a culture. Think about the people that you spend the most time with. You, over time, begin to become like those people. You take on their culture, their norms, their, their beliefs, all of that stuff. The same thing, I believe, is true in our relationship with God. The more time I spend with him, the more I begin to reflect his character. That's great. That's great. Um, so I know that we often try to like define ourselves by certain things that we do, whether it be our job or... Um, a relationship. Ma- yeah, and, mm-hmm. and we try to find our identity in these things. Yeah. So how can we stop doing that? How can we stop finding identity <laughs> in, in these things? How can we stop trying to... Pastor Kerry, give us your wisdom. Yeah, How million can we live perfect question. lives? Yeah, yeah but I, I think that if, if we're going to start thinking of ourselves as being yeah. found in that image of God, then we have to quit saying, well, I'm also a, yeah. you know, blank. I think this is such a great question because it gets to a, a lot of what's core that, that we interact with on a daily basis. We as humans, we're looking for affirmation. Mm. Totally. I mean, look at the blow up of social media. And I think like to your question that how do we, you know, cut that out of our lives and stop mm-hmm. finding our value in that. Sometimes it's going to be an extreme. Mm-hmm. I know for myself, like I recently got off of social media completely because I just realized the time I was spending on there was not time where I felt like I was made in the image of Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. my time on there was I'm not as pretty as that person. I'm mm-hmm. not as successful. I'm not as smart. I don't have this, you know, 
huge tribe of beautiful children who all yeah. get along perfectly yeah. and mm-hmm. wear matching outfits. Yeah. You know, as and so any, neither as, do they. Yeah, as, it, <laughs> as if any of that is real, right? As if any of that is real. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, or I know that like my um, at you know at Beach Church we have these groups that meet on a weekly basis called life groups and we read the Bible together. And recently, my life group mm-hmm. talked about just certain shows on Netflix of like, hey, should I watch this new show if yeah. there's this steamy romance and mm-hmm. I'm married? It's okay, but like. Should I be watching that when all of a sudden my identity now right. becomes in this show or the, even the house center shows where it's like, I'm never going to have that house. Right. I'm a butterfly keeper and our budget is $6 million. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, yeah, like, I think there's something to think about there. Where does how we invest our time lead us, mm-hmm. right? Our investment of time always leads us somewhere. Yeah. Where is it leading us? And I think that gets back maybe to a little bit of the question you were asking or we were talking about earlier about the striving, that kind of thing. Where does my investment of time lead me? And you can look at the result. You can say, hey, I'm feeling really lonely, depressed. I'm feeling like I'm not worth much. I mean, uh, and then you can ask the question, well, how have I been spending my time? Mm -hmm. If I've been spending my time in comparison, right, which a lot of social media <laughs> promotes it. Uh, if I've been spending my time looking at what others have, if I've been spending my time hearing uh, about what true beauty is and all that from sources that are not my heavenly father, yeah, they're probably going to lead me down a path to where I begin believing those things about myself. Mm-hmm. If I'm spending time with God and I'm hearing through various different scriptures uh, that you are beautifully and wonderfully made. Psalm 139 is a great one. If you need that, if you're on the podcast right now and you need a word from God that tells you about who you really are, I, I want to encourage you to go to Psalm 139 because David has this beautiful picture of how God has created us purposefully uniquely he knows us he knew who your parents were going to be he had a purpose and intention for you you are not by accident even if your parents told you hey you were an accident no 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 no. you are not an accident to your heavenly father he knew who you were he knew your beauty and he knew how he created you and what he created you for now that's a very different message and oftentimes what we get in the world, right? Like in the world, yeah. we get we get mean girls, right? And it's like, hey. <laughs> Why do they have to be girls? Right. <laughs> mean well, people. <laughs> well, it's just the movie, right? I, I didn't make the movie. But, uh, you know, you, you get that sense of, hey, not good enough. Strive. And, and so then there's a striving for I got to make my place in the world. I got to be known. Yeah. W- with guys, a lot of times and this isn't just to guys. It's to girls as well. But it's through competition. Right, I've got to define my worth. I've got to show my worth that I can win, mm. that that I can I can be looked at uh, as manly or whatever because I can go out there and you know this goes back to caveman days, right? I can uh, kill the game and I've provided for the whole village and people will say, oh, that guy's valuable and he has worth. Yeah. Um, but you got to be getting to that place where you understand how God sees you. Right. Yeah. And I was going to say, even like when we're on social media and maybe you interact with pastors or mm-hmm. some other thing, I think that it's in a way our our minds, just like the human inclination when it comes to that comparison is you can even watch that. And they may be saying nothing wrong or nothing yeah, that's bad absolutely. theology. And you, and you may still say. And the enemy can totally warp that. We're never, absolutely. We're, I'm never going to 
get there. Oh. I'm never going to be as yeah. smart as that person yeah. or as theologically sound as that person. And that that's so dangerous and scary that like when we try to plant our identity in comparison, yeah. right? That it's so it's so dangerous. Well, well and to to really jump off of that and, and what you were saying about the enemy can take and warp it, anything that has sin to it, like that's what the enemy is doing anyway. So, you know, think about sex. That that becomes like this taboo. I can't believe you just topic. said that word. I know I can't say the <laughs> spell it. <laughs> said the word, right? Uh you know, the enemy will take that and and warp it into a steamy romance, which potentially is gonna not potential. I mean, it's going to, if you're watching that outside of the context of you and your spouse relationship, it's going to take you down a road to sin, right? Mm-hmm. There, There's no other way to say that. So the enemy is going to take and warp that. However, those feelings, those sexual feelings that we have, where did those come from? They were created yeah. by God. <laughs> I so, didn't want to say it. I just so, want to make sure that was the right answer before. <laughs> Those are created by God, right? Yeah. He wants us to enjoy that type of intimacy with another person in that marriage relationship. Uh, that That's not like God's trying to hold something back from us. He recognizes the damage that comes when that intimacy, that level of intimacy is shared outside of a marriage relationship. That's where brokenness comes from. That's where hurt comes from. That's where pain comes from. And and you may be listening to this today and you're saying, oh yeah, I've experienced that. I know what that is, right? Um, And so this is... This is something where the enemy will try and take and shift it, and and you'll get that little. Well, this is not that bad. Yeah. No one really knows. It's not really yeah. hurting. It's not really other hurting any, anyone else, and, and that's what the enemy wants you to think. He totally. wants you to think, and then he will use that against you to say you are not made in the image of God. Mm. Yeah, I think we like to think of the enemy of Satan as this guy with like red horns and he comes out and he says, you know, I hate you, you know, or like he's going to do this big fire and we're going to notice when he's affecting us. Yeah. But Not he totally comes into everything good in our lives. Yep. Like even our, our marriage, our kids, mm-hmm. our jobs. He takes those good things, our money, and he says, hey, I'm going to slightly warp that. And I'm you're not yeah. even going to notice. Yes, absolutely. And so it pulls us away from understanding our true identity as mm-hmm. children of God. Yeah, and, that's, when, and that's really to me, like as a pastor and, and for us as Beach Church, we want people to know their identity in Christ. We want people to know what God says about them, not the enemy, not the world, not some other person who's pulling them away from God. We want them to know they are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are valuable enough that God sent Jesus Mm -hmm. to die on a cross. I, I don't know what else he could do, God could do, to say to you how much he loves you than to offer his only son to die in your place so that you could have a relationship with him and to express his love for you. And so you've got to know that if you're listening, Mm -hmm. he has an intense 
desire for you to be in relationship with him and to know your worth as a son and daughter to him. Yeah, and I think we really just, you know, as scripture says, the enemy prowls like a roaring lion. Like mm. he is yeah. out to continue. Like you could listen mm. to this podcast and go home tonight and be like, man, I love my identities in Jesus. Yeah. And tomorrow morning you wake up and you're scrolling through Facebook and you're like, man, I, I kind of. Yeah. yeah, and so <laughs> so I think um, just with that, the encouragement is like we need to consistently be on guard against the enemy yeah. through the Holy Spirit and through time with Jesus so that yeah. we continue every day, every hour, every moment to be reminded yeah. of where our identity is. And, and I will say for me, I know we're getting close to the end here, but just uh, one of the ways in my own life that, that I've really s- sought to draw in close to always hear um, who God says I am is through memorizing scripture. Is yeah. through, there have been passages of scripture, verses that have spoken to me uh, throughout the years or that I've intentionally gone and looked for and I've memorized those. And so in that moment where either temptation comes, uh, in that moment where those feelings of I'm not good enough come, I quote what God says about me to myself, sometimes yeah. even out loud, not typically with other people, but, <laughs> uh, but I do, I come back cause I need to know what my heavenly father says about me. And I think about that just like from being a kid and I'd come home from school and, you know, maybe someone had bullied me or said something about me. And I think about my parents speaking to me and how, Mm. when they spoke that positivity over me, oh, it held so much weight. It was like nothing at school had even happened. Creator of the universe, heaven and earth. (laughs) should hold the most weight speaks that to you every single day of your life and wants to speak that to you more and more and more and so we talk about this uh, on the podcast at beach church man be in god's word because it is so life-giving for us and and in those moments where i feel like my identity is coming into something else other than what god says about me I have his word mm-hmm. to draw me back to that. Yeah, and like Hebrew says, it's alive and active. It's oh, sharper yeah. than any two-edged sword. Like, mm-hmm. if that is what we can hold on to, I think that is going to be what saves us in those moments when we default. Like, what are we going to default to? It's what you've been filling your mind with. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. One last scripture on that. Jesus says in Luke chapter 6, uh, verses 43 to 45, I'm going to paraphrase here, but He says, the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Mm -hmm. And so when you hear those words coming out of your mouth, like that, that should be a trigger Mm -hmm. to then draw you back. Like we talked about earlier in this podcast, you know, when, when words are coming out and you're like, "Mm, that doesn't sound like love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. That's a trigger for me to think, huh, are there some other things I need to be putting in? In order for those things to come out, that's great. That's great, and and I think that you were you said you mentioned this earlier, but the more time you spend in that relationship, the more you're going to have that sort of self assessment, oh, self awareness, sure. and um, just just recon- recognition that this isn't the way that God wanted me to be, and yeah. if I'm honest, it's not the way I want to be. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Well, yeah, this has been such a great conversation. I feel encouraged and I hope we're going to continue to feel encouraged tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow. Um, Well, thanks for joining us, you guys. If y'all have questions, again, our heart is to hear those questions and answer them um, in a way that helps you grow in your relationship with Jesus.
So email those questions to onequestion at beachchurchjacks.com. And we'll see you next week for our One Question podcast. Awesome. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.